start our adult discipleship hour. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father in heaven, we thank you. You are sovereign over all creation. And you gave us this Bible, this your word. And as we dwell into this topic of baptism, we cannot cover everything and we probably do not understand most things. But help us as we seek to understand, as we seek to learn. You speak through me and speak through brothers and sisters here so that we might learn more of you and follow you um, faithfully. Be present and help us, Lord. In most precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for coming. My name is uh, Naveen, and I'm not a medical doctor. I'm just a PhD doctor. You heard from Pastor Paul and Pastor Bob that Dr. Naveen, so just letting that out. Today, we're talking about baptism, and I will be covering... I felt it is probably not as important because we are a Baptist church, and most of you know the history of uh, what Baptist church is. But anyway, we'll just talk about baptism, and today's portion, we'll be covering five questions. Ba- what, why, how, who, and when. These five questions will be answered. And I may not be giving a definition for what is baptism, but I would de- before I start, if any of you have any concise definition for baptism, what would you say, what is baptism? Ian. What is baptism? Simple question. Well, it looks like like most of, like Grudem, none of you have a definition for baptism. <laughs> I, in my, for me, simply baptism is an outward expression of showing to the world that you became a believer. And we have an example in the Word of God. We have an example in the church history, and we have an example of our parents, our people whom we see around. So, now let's talk about the first, before we talk about biblical baptism, do you know that there is a history of baptism in the Bible before Christ, or just before Christ? In, in Leviticus, we can see in all the rules that God has given to Moses, that um, there are portions of verses where there are purification process, where the, 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 the priests or even some Israelites go under the water and come up for purification. That is never mentioned as baptism, but is somewhat purification washing process. And in pagan religions, uh, I come from the country of India, and we have Hinduism. Something similar to baptism is always present, even today. We, most people go to River Ganges and dip themselves in as a process of purifying themselves, as a process of appeasing gods. And this is a yearly ritual for many people. And I looked up the history, and even Greek mythology or some of other pagan religions also have a similar thing of dipping in the water and coming out as their ritual practices. But, but before Jesus' coming, John has instituted or started doing baptisms and then when, after Jesus came as Christians, all of us from the early church, every believer is doing baptism. Now, we know 
we have gone through in adult discipleship hour about salvation, sanctification, regeneration, justification, glorification. We have gone through all these terms. Now, where does baptism fit? We all know that these, these words, whatever I said about salvation, justification, and glorification, and sanctification, we all know that there is an element of God that are the element of spirit that needs to be present in order to have all these processes in a believer's life. And where does baptism fit? And why do we actually need baptism if it doesn't fit anywhere? Why is it important at all for us? Because I don't see baptism in all those words I said, said earlier, either as part of salvation or justification or regeneration, sanctification or glorification. But still it is important. And we're going to talk, talk about it. Why it is important. Because it seems like just as an act of man. Rather than being God completely involved in that God's baptism. And it doesn't really contribute to either sanctification or to that matter glorification. And to give you a fun example. Something similar to baptism is given to dead people back in India. So that they'll be pure to be received by God. But in our case, it's not like that. Now, why is it important? Let's talk about it. The first and foremost reason our present is our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He himself was baptized. I know that uh, we, we all know from the word of God, there is no requirement before that. But he himself was baptized by John. And, and I don't want to pick up any verses because we all know. And as an as a example of following our Savior, we follow his footsteps. And, and the Lord himself approved his disciples, baptizing others, whoever trusted in him. I read John chapter 4, verses 1 to 2. Now, when Jesus learned that Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples baptized. So we see that the Lord has approved his, his disciples baptizing. And we all know the Great Commission. And some of you know by heart, I'll read the Great Commission. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, I know most of us talk about when we do any kind of ministry, it is for making disciples of Jesus Christ. But in the Great Commission itself, our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ included baptizing them. So it is very important. Along with making disciples, and following his commandments. And we see that, and another reason why it is important is we see that our early church, right after Jesus, we see the church has given important, very much important to baptism. Uh, a few exa- a good example is I'm reading um, from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 38 to 41. And it, this is on the day of Pentecost. And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
But the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourself from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And the fifth reason I would give is uh, this particular ordinance that um, uh, the, the, I'll talk about ordinance later, the word ordinance, but this particular ordinance, that's baptism, conveys many theological truths, and it's a symbolism for being a Christian. Uh, I'm reading, and this is an important verse that probably most of my talk will be depending on, is Romans chapter 6, verses 1 to 10. Can I have a volunteer to read those verses? Romans chapter 6, verses 1 to 10. Daniel, you can read. Do you, verse 3, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. We see the symbolism here. How we need to die to sins and that symbolize the, the, the going into the water, the burial process is symbolizing by dying and rising up and walking is walking in the newness of life. So, and I, I, we see it is important from the word of God, uh, from New Testament practices, from the early church uh, process, we see it is important um, that uh, just by the fact that Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, has done this step of baptism. And I, let's not read it, but in Hebrews chapter 6, um, it, it is mentioned in the first two verses, is baptism as a founda- as, is, is a foundation um, for our Christian truths. Um, so, we, I, I define loosely what is this, and I discuss right now why baptism. And just to give you a summary, why? Because we have many reasons to give answer to why. To follow in Christ's example, and Lord, our Lord Savior has approved his disciples baptizing to make new disciples. Three, we see clearly in Great Commission that we need to do when people become believers. And we also see the early church, which is mentioned in the Word of God, has given importance to baptism when people become, when, when, when we, we become believers. And we also saw that how this particular baptism, the act of baptism, conveys much more theological truth of Christian life than probably any other um, uh, act in the world, any other act in Christian life. Um, so we know that the baptism is important. And so we all did it. I don't think anyone who is here except the babies and toddlers and children here, all of us were baptized. Good. We know it is important and we are all done baptism. And by 
by, by the sovereignty of the Lord, if we get to make, evangelize and convert pe- and make people to become Christians and disciple them, we will, God willing, we will have more baptisms here. So let's just go home, right? <laughs> We're done. But unfortunately, the, the, two, two million, the 2,000 years of Christian history was not as simple as that. We have had many problems and divisions in the history. And that's why we are discussing uh, this theological truth. Um, the one simple history is the difference between the word sacrament and ordinance. Is there, is there anyone who, would, who can give me a difference between what is sacrament and what is ordinance? Or even one word. What is a sacrament? Anyone? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's okay. So basically... This is the word, sacrament is the word that is used in most, in Catholic churches, Roman Catholic churches, and most Orthodox churches, even Protestants. And when Catholic churches use the word sacrament, what do they mean is in, in itself, the sacrament actually convey grace to people without having faith. Like today, my children are not, Believers, they're little children. But if they go and get baptized, that means they're giving grace. They don't need to. They don't need to have faith to get saved. They're already saved because they're getting baptism. The sacrament itself gives them grace without having internal faith or without having any regeneration. And but the Baptistic view, it is baptism is actually appropriately administered only to those who give a believable profession of faith in Christ Jesus. So if you, if you, if you, if you actually uh, see some Christian, some Roman Catholic churches and some Orthodox churches, they give baptism to whoever who comes. I'll give you an example. Back in India, you, get, you take baptism right before you get married. Before I, be, before I became a Christian, I thought, a requirement for a wedding, a requirement for a marriage is baptism. I never realized baptism actually uh, an ordinance that Jesus Christ himself ordained for all of us. As a Christians, we need to do it. So most, even if you go to some traditional churches, they just do baptism just for the sake of doing baptism. And they don't really look for um, a believable profession of faith. So... It, when, when you say sacrament, you just do it so that you get saved or you, you, you get the grace, you get a favor from God instead of actually uh, just looking at an ordinance, something that we need to do. Um, now, a bigger problem is we all understand as, as uh, people sitting in a, a, a Baptist church and as Protestants that this is only an ordinance. That it, the, act of, the act of baptism does not save us. The act of does not, baptism does not give pure favor from God. It is only an ordinance. 
ordinance means it is being ordained it is being given to us to do as an act um so how is this baptism done and what is its meaning now in the new testament when we read the word of god we see clearly the baptism is done by immersion what is immersion just just a few minutes ago we read romans chapter 6 verse 1 to 10 what did we read we go into the waters of baptism it's like burying a person and you come out just like how jesus was resurrected and we walk in the newness of life then but over the years the people i'm not sure how it happened if you go to um catholic church they do sprinkle and then some people even do pour they just they don't actually put you under the water they pour water on top of you as an act of baptism it it was a it, for me it was very surprising i never saw baptism any other way other than um uh, immersion i after after i graduated from india i went to taiwan and there is only one church that actually has english services that's a lutheran church and i know who was martin luther was and what's his role in you know rebelling against um, the catholic church and becoming protestants and all those uh, and, and all the christian history and when the day of baptism came i was expecting oh there is no pool where would they do baptism the pastor came and just sprinkled water that's the first time i ever witnessed sprinkle by baptism and my mind i could not wrap my mind around this is a lutheran church and he is the person who wanted to follow the word of god strictly and how does this match we don't know how it happened but throughout the years it so happened that churches do not do what the word of god has been telling us to do so in the new testament we clearly see yes 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 there are many verses in the bible um so we, we as we read to the verses we'll get to it slowly okay and if i don't answer your question you can answer me then yes so so i'm going to answer you right now even the word baptism as mentioned in the word of god is greek word baptizo so the meaning of baptizo itself means to plunge dip immerse in water and metaphorically also it is used the greek word used to overwhelm and that's the exact word that is used in the word of god baptizo so overwhelm doesn't mean just sprinkling or pouring overwhelm <laughs> you're literally overwhelming person with water um now let's see the john's baptism wherever john's baptism is done there are certain greek words used um like i only remember the word and right now i didn't add notes but let's see uh, i'll read john chapter 3 verse 23 After this Jesus and his disciples went into Judean countryside and he remained there with them and was baptizing John also was baptizing at Anna near Salem because water was plentiful there and people were coming and being baptized Let's see 
if it is for sprinkling yes 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 so there are multiple verses which refer to going in the water and coming out of the water um so here in john chapter 3 verse john chapter john chapter 3 verse 23 we see they said the water is plentiful there and there are multiple verses where it shows they are going in the water and coming out of the water where the baptism is mentioned and let's think about this does anyone need um plentiful water for sprinkling i think i could baptize if just doing with a glass of water i can probably baptize more than 100 people if i just sprinkling but we needed more water plentiful because there's an immersion that needs to happen um so we also see a symbolism i will read um why baptism is done in immersion i will read uh, verses the ch- same romans chapter 6 verses 3 to 4 Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father we too might walk in newness of life if we just read this verse 3 and 4 i don't think the symbolism of baptism symbolism of this would align with any other way of baptism other than immersion whether it's sprinkling or pouring as we discussed earlier and let's read colossians chapter 2 verses 11 to 12 in him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of christ having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of god who raised him from the dead so we see immersion symbolizes this process of again burying and raising up so we can all agree as uh, uh, that the immersion actually makes sense than than any other way of baptism so it it's not it doesn't mean if you just sprinkle or pour they are not believers is i'm just saying how baptism need to be done from the word of god's point of view um and we also see the raising from the water actually symbolizes newness of life as we read from yes so i should have put verses i didn't want to take my time longer by in in the in leviticus when uh, god gave laws to moses um it is very clear where there's some purification process where we they need to go and dip themselves in the water and come up and recently those of you who saw chosen series anyone watch chosen uh, series in that okay only one person so may not be relevant <laughs> we see an example of that uh, in that in, in that series do you want me um you can refer to that because somewhere in the word of god talks about baptism of moses it is referred to as that but um it's not as clear as 
going under the water and coming up as as it is mentioned in Leviticus for purification purposes. So some people say baptism is the, the, the process of going under the water and coming up of the water, just like our sister Anne-Marie asked, is just for purification purposes. And that is actually also is in the New Testament. Uh, let's see Acts 22 verse 16. And now why do, you, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his names. Calling on his name, sorry. And in Titus chapter 3, verse 4 to 7. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs, according to the hope of eternal life. So, in verse 5 we say, washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So, some people argue that this baptism is not really symbolizing anything, but just the washing as in New Testament. To them we say, yes, but this is not just washing, but it is also symbolizing the new life in Jesus Christ. But it's also symbolizing the washing away of our sins. It is also symbolizing that we now die to our sins and our um, flesh and we rise up, we rise from the waters of baptism in newness of life. That means following Jesus Christ. Um, but many times we get stuck in, in the how and the which way the baptism is done and we miss out on the celebration and the joy of baptism. And the, the celebration of like just giving glory to God. So uh, what, I'm, what I'm saying is people can be doing baptism anyway. Uh, even though we agree from the word of God that is the clear way is immersion. But we should not miss the celebration. We should not miss the joy. We should not uh, stop giving glory to God. Because it is a miracle when anyone comes to Christ. Now, okay. Uh, probably, if any 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 more questions uh, on how how it should be baptized, okay. we'll go to the question: Who? Who should be baptized? Can anyone give me a simple answer? A regenerated person. Good answer. Anyone else? Who should be baptized? Those who put their faith in Christ. Yes, I actually gave a simple answer before. That, that's good. Is who actually have, um, have given a believable profession of faith? Believable profession of faith. There's an evidence in that person's life showing that they're actually Christians. Basically, that's what it is. Um, let's see. Um, what does a... Who, what does the New Testament say about who should be baptized? In Acts, in Acts, we see the early church baptisms. And we can refer to those and see what they're talking about. Um, 
Let's uh, the Acts chapter two verse forty one. This is the uh, this is the this is the verse that we read before in the um, um, at the day of Pentecost. It is Peter who is uh, doing these things. Acts chapter two verse forty one. So those who received his word were baptized. What do we see there? Who were baptized? Those who received his word, and they were added that day about three uh, thousand souls. putting on christ actually showing the inward regeneration and for that as an example we are doing an outward sign which is baptism and in in romans again verse 3 to 4 we read already 3 4 times um we see how we need to go into the waters of baptism as a burial practice uh, as as bur- as bur- as being buried I want to read those verses again. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father we too might walk in the newness of life. So the question is we all agree do we all agree that anyone who shows a uh evidence of christian life should be baptized right but just these verses about being buried into death uh, with jesus does it qualify for anyone or infant or just the believer just the believer but uh, still we see some some people doing um uh, some some denominations doing infant baptisms and those who want to get married they do it I have a friend who visited as uh, last week was staying with them uh, she was forced to get baptized into their denomination just because only if there is a baptism baptism in that denomination they'll marry off that couple so this is a practice where we see complete uh, misunderstanding of what it means to be a baptized person now we'll see because roman catholics actually baptize uh, infants what is their view um Does anyone know why Roman Catholic Church baptizes infants? Mhm. Something similar to it. They basically think that baptism is necessary for salvation. The act of baptism itself makes you saved. That's what Roman Catholic view is. that's why they they they, they baptize infants so that yes so that's where actually reformation came right <laughs> it's a faith plus works for them it's only works um yeah it's a complete diversion it's yes yes 
and and the reason they give and the reason for why they baptize infants is obviously it's clear from the word of god that unless you have faith you won't be baptized and the the, the reasoning of the roman catholic church is that the faith of the church compensates for the lack of faith in the infant so the priest baptizes because the church is important church faith compensates for the infants um now the baptism does not save people but the roman catholic church believes baptism saves people and we know clearly and that's the reason the whole reformation came and people came out and the the word protestant itself is protesting protesting the catholic church and the protestants came we will look at ephesians chapter 2 verses verses 8 to 9 for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of god not a result of works so that no one may boast so until and unless our our saving is only through faith and not through works we are not actually saved no matter how many good works we do no matter how many times we get baptized it doesn't work it is by grace and through faith that's we, that we get saved um is baptism necessary for salvation okay now we agree it's a believable those uh, we agree that it is important why we need to do it and how we need to do it we agree that and who need to do it we all agree that one but is it necessary are we saved even without baptism yes how many of you say yes are we still saved if we don't get baptized wow congratulations you passed the course <laughs> i'll read um, galatians chapter 1 verse 6 and chapter 3 verse 10 this is comparing to the circumcision i am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who call you in the grace of christ and are turning to a different gospel not that there is another one but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of christ and verse 3 and 10 verse 3 chapter 3 and verse 10 for all who rely on works of the law are under a curse for it is written Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all the things written in the book of the law and do them. So, in the word of God, it, it is necessarily it is. Sorry, did anyone say anything? It it, it did not clearly mention that uh, baptism is required for salvation, um, or it is okay not to have baptism. But if we draw parallel to the circumcision, because um he uh, paul was writing to galatians when they were requiring circumcision as an additional act for getting saved or as salvation or being uh, to come into the church so you can add the same thing uh, saying ba- for baptism also um baptism is basically an outward act for inward regeneration as an evident uh, as showing p- people that I-, i am a believer right now so it is not necessary Yes. 
yes yes and right now i don't think i have proper answer but i will i will yes <laughs> i i did read that verse i will believe did i Mm, mm, mm. Yes. Yes. So now I talked about Roman Catholics, but there are also yes. Man, you're stealing my thunder. <laughs> okay. I had that prepared as a question and answer later. <laughs> okay. So we saw the roman catholic view um but there are actually protestant churches which do not believe baptism itself gives them uh, uh, baptism itself gives the salvation but they still baptize infants and their reasoning is that um it's an entrance to the covenant community just like how um in old testament they circumcise on the eighth day uh, to mark its jews um but the community at the time was in old testament it it was through blood it was through by being born in a in a to a jew or if even for slaves who are in a in a household of jews they still baptize if you live among jews sorry they still get circumcised if you live among jews and if you if you practice all those are practicing that you are still considered uh, your children and you are still considered to be for 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 circumcision so it is an outward act and that's how they defined community at that time basically the community of uh, um jews and many people draw parallel between baptism and circumcision so because they are circumcised at 8 days old now we baptize them as infants um which is not true because then it defeats the purpose of why we are uh, uh, why we are baptizing or because they don't give the believable profession of faith and many people quote these verses uh, acts chapter 16 verse 15 um acts chapter 16 verse 15 it says and after she was baptized she here refers to lydia um and her household as well she urged us saying if you have judged me to the faithful to the lord come to my house and stay and she prevailed upon us and i'm also reading um uh, verse 33 and he took them and this is the jailer uh, and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds and he was baptized at once he and all his family many people quote these verses are the pedo baptist pedo baptist view is that because in the early church we see not only the people who believed were baptized but also their household their household must include children and infants but it never said in the word of god 
And I'd for, for baptizing infants. But elsewhere, if we continue to go there, in Acts chapter 16, um, we also read, Then he brought them up into, the, into his house and set foot before them, and he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. So here we clearly see that the household is rejoicing that he believed in God. It's implying the household itself actually everyone put their trust in God. So this is pedo-baptist view. Even though the, the baptism is only for believable profession, just because the church in the early church baptized household, which might include infants, we are baptizing, which is wrong. And, and then most people compare circumcision in the old covenant to baptism in the new covenant, saying this is an entrance into the community, community of believers. But it is it is entrance into community of believers. But as it as it, but it's not for infants. So let's see a, a difference between circumcision in the old covenant and New Testament baptism. Circumcision in the old covenant is physical and external, and a means of entrance into covenant covenant community that with Israel. And most people are Jews by birth. It is not an inward working. It's just birth. And there is no faith involved. But in the New Testament, it is this saving faith that needs to be showed externally. And it is, the incorporation is not an external act, but it's a spiritual. It is inside. And it is voluntary. Uh, and it is very spiritual. So I'm not sure if I'm trying to explain it properly. The Old Testament circumcision is physical, involuntary. It is just an entrance into the... This is how you will say this person is a Jew. But in the New Testament, we see all the verses so far. It is voluntary. It is internal. It is not external. Even though it is an entrance into a community of believers in God's family. Uh, the way we can see is in the Old Testament and in New Testament is different. In the Old Testament, God is residing in a temple. And what is the New Testament parallel? There is no physical temple anymore. Sorry? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so in the New Testament, yes. Yes. Yeah. So the, we ourselves are the temple of God. It's no more physical, no more temple. And then in the Old Testament, people took bulls, rams, doves, pigeons as physical sacrifices. And people still do it in other religions. Uh, and the Hebrews still do it. But what is New Testament sacrifices? Yes. Yeah, yeah, whoever that said. Yes. It's a spiritual sacrifice. It's no more the physical sacrifice. So, yeah, <laughs> die to self. It's basically, the, the Old Testament is a shadow of things to come. It was not perfect. But right now what we are living is the perfect stage where Jesus has already sacri was, was sacrificed for us and we have real community of, uh, real community of believers and it's, it's the God's family that we are living in. I'm reading Acts chapter 16. Um, verse 34 
think I already read it. Sorry. Um, then why do many people, why do this pedo-baptist uh, uh, denomination baptize infants? If they actually follow the word of God and they knew all these things, most of them, but when you ask them why are you still baptizing them, do you know, can you take a guess, why, why do they baptize infants? You know that they are not saved when they, when they baptized infants, but still they baptize Showing the word of God. Yes. Some kind of covenant and it's a possible future regeneration. It's always possible. <laughs> There's a possibility. It's always possible. It's not true. From the word of God, it's clear that it's definitely not infants and it's only believers. So, pedo-baptistic view is also not right. Now, I want to ask, it's, uh, we're coming to the end. Chris, you want to ask some question? Okay. What is the effect of baptism? Effect. Effect. Probably is wrong. What is the effect of baptism? Effect. Yeah. So we know we are getting baptized mostly as, obedient, as, a, as a commandment from Christ himself. It is an obedience that leads to a blessing, just like any other commandment that Jesus Christ gave us. It's a joy of public profession. It's a testimony that we are giving to people. And it's a reassurance of our walk in Christ through the symbolism of baptism. But I have a special testimony I want to give here. My baptism was not like any other baptism that happens here. My baptism... Um, I was almost killed because the Hindu fanatics back in India came and they were about to burn me uh, with uh, tying down. They beaten me already but police came and rescued me. They arrested me for a while uh, and then once everything calmed down I was, I along with my friends released. So last week those who are here, they, you guys met my friend Ashish. He was with me during my baptism. For me it was I wouldn't say that it was a joy at that time, but what brought me to a very um, um, serious commitment to God is that day what I went through. I understood, see, what I'm doing that day was a serious thing. Like it's, it's like really, really important. Because I could have done many other things which are controversial, but this one thing that I did, really a public profession of faith, actually took me to the point of death. Satan is really working through to take away uh, believers or possible believers away from God. Um, so for me the effect of baptism was a serious commitment to God because I knew that it was really, really serious. It is the probably most important thing. And most of you can attest to many other things that happened in your lives, what baptism means to you. Now we come to the necessity of baptism where Tom stole my thunder. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, M Matthew chapter 
28 verse 19 um, we see that that's the great commission jesus is asking them asking to make disciples and baptize in the name of father son and the holy spirit and we also see in act chapter 238 and peter said to them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of holy spirit so many people use these verses to say the baptism is very very necessary from the word of god because in both verses we see that there we see that jesus is saying make disciples and baptize them in the name of father son and holy spirit and here peter is saying repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins but if you actually look through the whole bible does not this add a faith plus works mentality if you put baptism in there it is talking from the sense of being general it's not as a necessity these two verses it's talking this is how it need to be done and there's a commandment for baptism but it's not talking from a point of view of it is a must because the moment you say must it becomes faith plus works mentality and we already know that is through faith and through grace we are saved by faith not by works um and just like what brother tom pointed out earlier we can read luke chapter 23 verses 39 to 43 okay tom is not in a situation to read david can you can you read luke chapter 23 verses 39 to 43 yes what do we see here any observations <laughs> no baptism and no works and yes the the one important thing that i want people to see is there is an inward change and that was through faith and then what happened the next moment he was with jesus in the paradise so this is the baptism is not necessary and the works is not necessary no 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 amount of work that roman catholic church puts on it's not necessary and when does justification takes place moment of salvation it's it's at the point of saving faith it's not at the point of baptism so most of us do baptism or go to the waters of baptism not for salvation not for us to get saved not for us to get sanctified but to be obedient to christ and we all know that there are so many commandments in the word of god in the old testament and new testament we are guilty of not following but yes yeah 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 we are guilty of not following but that doesn't mean we are not justified we are still justified and we see from the example of the thief uh, on the cross that he himself was jesus so baptism was not necessary um, 
That is a good point. Uh, I meant to share about it and I forgot. It is, it is basically when you get baptizing, you, when you are getting baptized, it's a public profession of faith and you are identifying yourself with Christ. Uh, and if you look from the word of God's point of view, we are all bride. We are all bride of the Jesus Christ as a church. And each one of us are getting married to him in that sense. And now, last question. When? When do we get baptized? We already answered it's not infant. And it doesn't make sense, obviously, the other answers. But when? When do we get baptized? Can a 10 year old be baptized? Good question. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good answer, brother. I'll come to that. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So we cannot baptize infants. We probably cannot baptize teenagers, as Cindy pointed out. But we can baptize people when they give a believable profession of faith. It may be 10 year old, it may be 6 year old. I don't know why it is. As uh, Brother Jason pointed out, in the womb, maybe. We don't know. But if they give, believable profession of faith and a reasonable evidence of belief in Christ for their salvation, then I think that uh, then the word of God is clear that's the right time for baptism. Yes. 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 Mm. So last week, my friend and his wife came. She was baptized actually after marriage and after 
conceived because she didn't get a chance to get baptized before because she was in a denomination that doesn't believe in proper baptism and she was not she was not allowed to go to other churches because her father restricted her to stay there so she waited for her marriage to happen her husband is a believer and they were in a church where they actually biblically think about baptism then they, she got baptized uh, if you have any questions you can ask me otherwise we are done <laughs> yes I would compare John's baptism with with uh, what Peter is saying. When John is baptizing people, he was just basically asking people to repent. But when we are we are just like the the, the words you come, you said and we baptize, we are not just repenting. We are taking Jesus Christ sacrifice our sins. I I would read again Romans chapter 6 verses 3 4 do you not do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death we are buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from dead by the glory of the by the glory of the father we too might walk in the newness of life my understanding is when it says in the name of Jesus i think this is what it means we done Any any more questions? Okay, Brother Daniel, can you pray and close?